Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're working our way right now through the book of Galatians. We're taking some time to slow down and look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 15 in some detail and think about what it is that is being said and, and why Paul is addressing these issues in the way that he is and with the strong language that he is. So let me read Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 15, and then uh, I'll pray for us, and then we'll jump right in. This is what Paul writes. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view than mine, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves." For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for the hope of the gospel. I thank you for the clarity of the gospel that Paul announces here. I pray that you would help us to believe that there's nothing that we bring to the table, that it's all of Christ, and that we are united to him by faith, and therefore we stand justified. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. So we're looking just at verses five and six today. Yesterday, we looked at verses one through four, and once again, dealt with this reality that if you are going to keep one point of the law for your justification, you have to keep every point of the law for your justification. I know we've dealt with that particular point a lot, but Paul comes back to that particular point a lot in the book of Galatians because he understood the Galatians' temptation to add stuff to the gospel, and we know our own temptation to do that, to think that something we've done has justified us or has made us, you know, more acceptable in God's sight. But in these last two verses of this paragraph, he reminds us that it's only by faith. First of all, the first thing we see about faith is that for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. So the first thing we see is that that this can only happen via the Spirit, Faith isn't something we come up with on our own. This is why our confession and catechisms talk about the fact that that faith isn't credited to our account as good works. We're not counted righteous because we were able to exercise faith. We're counted righteous because by faith, the righteousness of Jesus Christ is credited to our account. Even the faith we don't come up with, that is the Spirit's work in us. By the Spirit... 
through faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. So through the Spirit working in us, through the Spirit working faith in us, now by that faith, we wait for the hope of righteousness. We wait for that day when Christ will appear, this time as judge, and all will stand before him. Some are resurrected to judgment, some resurrected to glory. And we wait for that day with hope, not fear, not wonder, not anxiety, We wait for that day with hope. How in the world can we wait for a day of judgment with hope? Well, the the, the way we can wait for a day of judgment with hope is because we have taken hold of Christ, or rather, to say it more accurately, Christ has taken hold of us. The Spirit has worked faith in Christ in us so that we now look to Him, so that His righteousness is credited to our account, so that when we stand in judgment, we will be counted righteous, period. No questions asked. And so we wait for that day with hope. Just like all of creation, Paul talks about in Romans 8, waits with eager longing for the day of redemption because it will be restored. So we who are found in Christ, who will be restored, who will be given a new and glorious body, we wait for that day with hope. Here's my question for you. Do you wait for that day with hope or do you look to that day in fear? Understand, if you are found by faith in Jesus Christ, you need not fear the day of judgment. For it will be the day of the revelation of your righteousness fully in Jesus Christ. And you will stand before the God of all creation justified. Not because of anything you've brought to the table, not because of any good work you've done, but because of the righteousness of Christ credited to your account and received by faith alone. For in Christ Jesus, Paul goes on to say, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. Here he reminds us of the other side of the coin. It's not just that circumcision adds nothing to our justification. Neither does uncircumcision. Jews, we've established, aren't in any better position before God because of the law-keeping. But guess what? Neither are Gentiles in any better position because we're not burdened by those things. Neither of those count for anything. Only Christ. Only, Paul says, faith working through love. Now, we've got to be careful here. Some people are going to go, wait a minute. See, he's added back right there. He added back some works. Now it's not just faith. It's faith working through love. I knew there was a work, some people would say. I knew there was something we had to do. I knew it couldn't be this sweet. The deal couldn't be this good. But let's understand what he's saying here. He's reminding us, as he will, when we get into the fruit of the Spirit, That love is a necessary outworking of faith. It's not that we're justified by love. We're justified by faith alone. 
by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But that faith will bear fruit in our lives. We see this all over the Bible that, that if we love God, we will love his people. If we love God, we will love the church. Even when we get to the end of this section in verses 14 and 15, he reminds us, you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's the point that Paul is kind of introducing here. Yes, you are justified through faith alone. But that faith isn't a ticket to a, a libertine freedom where you can just do whatever you want. Rather, that faith calls us and equips us as the Spirit works in us. The same Spirit who worked faith also bears other fruit in our lives. And what we're going to see in chapter 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and all these other things. The first on the list, of course, is love. And so that's what Paul calls the Galatians to. It's not faith in law. It's, it's not a little mixture of these things. We are justified by faith alone. But that faith will by necessity, play itself out in our lives in love for the brethren. Might we believe the gospel and so rest in the gospel and be so confident in the gospel and be so full of the hope of righteousness to be revealed in the last day that we're no longer living from our insecurity that keeps us from loving one another, but living from the security that we have in Christ that we might be free to love one another. Might we so rest in Christ. Amen. Amen.